0: take your mind back to when you were growing up and you know, I'm sure for you listening to this, this would be a common scenario. It's probably a rare case where this doesn't occur in someone's childhood, uh, where you had a parent, a parent or both parents or one parent, whatever it may be, uh, telling you what to do and what not to do. And don't do this. And Jason, clean your room. If you don't clean your room, you're going to be grounded. And, you know, if you don't do your homework and you can do better than that, you know, and, uh, I guess the the style of leadership, as a, and as a parent, that's what you are. You're in a leadership role. It's parent. You're a parental uh, uh, parent as well, but also falls in the category. You're the you're in a leadership role to help you know form kids, uh, you know their development skills and their and their start of their life uh, into all stages of childhood, and teenage, and then adulthood, and. You know that type of uh, leadership approach where it's don't do this, don't do this is is what I guess you could label as lecturing. So it's you know it's lecturing, and you know from both sides as a parent, it's obviously not that enjoyable either to feel like you're always the bad cop and you and you just you know all you're doing is you know (laughs) lecturing your kids and telling them what to do or not do, and you know normally it's out of a you know like a patience frustration or maybe just the ability to know a different way and and how to be in that role and and how to you know maybe best uh lead your your kids Uh, and so as we grow up and as we become you know adults and we find ourselves uh personally in, in a role of a parent or in a leadership role in our job our career our work the real question is is what style of leadership uh, method or approach or tactics that we use in order to, to get the best out of our kids, or best out of uh, people, or staff, or team members, or people we're trying to have an impact on, because we put ourselves in a position of um, authority. Uh, now, so if that makes sense to you, the whole sense we're growing up, that uh, you know we, we pretty much felt like as kids, a lot of us felt like that we got nagged by our parents, and of course we just switched off to it and uh, waited till that uh, that storm, you know, finished up. And I guess when I, when I look around uh, a lot in today's society and people are putting themselves in leadership roles and authority roles, and I look at their approach or style, that's what I'm really um, fascinated about. Uh, now, uh, many years ago now, it's uh, as at the time of doing this podcast, uh, I'd say that it's been a good um, 17 years that... I started to venture in what I would consider myself into a leadership role or a role of authority with certain areas. When I first started doing that, uh, and I certainly didn't set out to become a speaker or a presenter or a teacher uh, or influencer at any, any point uh, many years ago, really, I you know, my endeavours to grow personally and professionally and be better as a you know, human and start to really work on my, uh, you know, limiting beliefs, my, you know... Healing of my of some past hurts and, th- and all the stuff that we go through as kids and teenagers and even adults uh, that left um, left un um, you know unattended to then can have negative consequences or maybe limiting consequences as we progress through life and so that's that was my endeavor of getting into uh, i guess being a leadership role now as i started to work on my own self which is my first intention clean up my own backyard uh, first make a real start on that as i saw the profound effects that it was having on my life uh and the results i was uh, getting the, the way that i could communicate more effectively uh, not only with myself with others the way that i was handling stress my emotion intelligence was increasing uh, the response i was having uh, to the relationships around me the way that I could you know uh, have have an impact on others as well from learning what I had learned for myself then that's how I started to form you know the the desire to want to then go and pass this on and help others uh, seeing that it got me out of a, a really bad state of depression anxiety and uh, that there was always a way forward so that was my progression now, what, what I see a lot of, and I, I believe a lot of it is to do with the social media era where, uh, you know, when I started to go down that path, I was um, fortunate enough, and I say fortunate enough to, I was fortunate enough to be, and, and smart enough to put myself in what I call a position to win where I found myself a really excellent mentor. I certainly looked around for a while uh, at somebody who, who would like to mentor me someone that i resonated with, someone who I liked their approach, style and leadership and teaching and influence and persuading. And I found that person. And the thing I liked about it is that um, at the time, this person had been doing uh, my mentor um, who I kicked off with, uh, Paul Blackburn was his name at that time. He was you know, well and truly in his late 50s, uh, mid to late 50s. Um, and so I'm looking at, at him as someone who's I think at that time I was in my late 20s, early maybe just 30, uh, early 30s, when I come across um, come across him. 44 now, uh, so I'd been on this path for a couple of years prior to prior to coming across uh, Paul. And what I uh, liked was his style and how he taught his approach. Uh, it certainly wasn't that lecturing style or, or righteousness or preaching that I see a lot of people in a position of authority. Do uh, I really liked the way that he was able to guide um, you to think differently, to give you options, to think about how you can approach things differently, rather than just rant and raving, which again I see a lot of people on social media just doing, thinking that that's you know that's an effective way. So I really resonated with um, with the way he taught and uh, the way it had an impact on me personally as well. More importantly, though, I like the fact that I had someone who'd been doing this stuff for a good 20 odd plus years. And uh, I thought, well, I, I need to get that wisdom uh, ingrained to myself at this point to really to really fast track and see. And I'm a big believer of, of that is, you know, get around those people who've walked, you know, a million miles before you have. Uh, you still got to go and walk those miles yourself. However, it will accelerate and and help if you can get that knowledge and someone who's got all that wisdom and experience more importantly um and start to ingrain that into you sooner. Uh what I see a lot of out there now is because of the social media a lot of that's gone where uh you know I can start up a Facebook page, a following, and I can claim to be a, you know, a person of authority or expert and then away I go and start 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 on that journey and I think it's with best intentions that people do that Uh, but also I think it can be done a lot out of ego uh, wanting to be that person in the spotlight I've got something to say and I'm going to say it Uh, however not really having anyone who's properly uh, uh, been trained or been there to to help guide these people. And so it's just too easy to, to get started. Now I've got no problem at all with that. Like someone who goes, oh, I've got something to share, I'm gonna share it and I can make a difference. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about uh, not really having anybody um, to the side of you guiding you to say, hey, look, you know, here's my experience in, a lead- in leadership roles or being in authority role or teaching or persuading. Uh, I said some of these people might just think, oh, I've read a few books, you know, I've watched a few Anthony Robbins videos, I'm, I'm good to go. I mean, I can recall when I started with Paul, like, you know, there was a, a four or five year process where, you know, I'd be doing um, teaching sessions after session after session and getting critiqued and feedback. And a lot of times it was hard to hear, especially, you know, being young and having a bit of that ego myself there, going, no, I'm good to go. And that was a great session. And, you know, I really had to you know, unwillingly most of the time just really take on and go, this is this, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to learn. I'm here to I can grow and uh, let go of some of that ego and make sure that I'm the way I'm teaching and presenting is not just all rip, tear and bust. And uh, that leads me to, I guess, my next point, and that is that when I first started to present and teach and put myself in that position of authority, I guess, or when people are coming to hear you talk, learn from you, uh, if, I, if I remember my mind back, I could see it was all a lot of you know that bruh, bravado and you know rah, you know and put all that outward energy there. And if you ask me why now why was that the case? Well, because there was inside of me there was a, a bit of lack of you know deeper substance. There was there was a bit of lack internally in my spirit because I hadn't hadn't done really a lot of it at that point. And so you know sometimes there's that phrase the um, the best form of um, you know defense is attack. So I'd go go out there, and I'd be absolutely exhausted afterwards, or because it was so much outwardly forced energy, and it's it was really an act. Because you know I put myself in this position where my biggest fear, really truthfully, was uh, you know feeling like a, a phony or that. Well, who am I to be up here? And it's a big thing to admit that. And again, I can easily spot someone in a position that I was in way back then, or someone who's in a class the class, class find themselves in a position of authority or wanting to be a leader and i can tell as clear as day where they're at in their journey uh, because i see so many people that are are leading by trying to be righteous and preaching and telling people what they should be doing and getting off their ass and all this stuff and again that just takes you back to the the mom and dad approach you know growing up where you're lecturing people and for the most part, people are going to switch off. Now, there'll be a small percentage of people that that may, uh, you know, buy into that uh, form of method. Uh, but in my opinion, it's the most um, unskilled, and it's the most ineffective approach of leadership. And it's very lazy, very also very lazy, a form of leadership as well, because there's no real skill, there's no real ability or talent, and just going out there and ranting and raving at people. Telling them what they should be doing and this gives you the shits and get off your ass and do something. Where's the skill on that? There's absolutely zero skill and I call it the seagull. I mean, you might have heard of the seagull manager where they fly in and shit on everybody and fly out and think that their job's done. Well, it's a seagull managing leadership style where you fly you fly in all of a sudden, it'd be it a, a Facebook video, or on the Instagram, a post, uh you come and squawk and shit on everybody and uh then fly out and think that you're, you're the ultimate genius, that, um, you know, oh, thanks for that, Jason, thanks for that. Um, telling me what we should be doing. That was just a bit of wisdom and would never have figured it out myself. The other part is is that you, when you start to, to kind of lead that way, you, you just turn people off because you're actually, in some f- shape or form, you, you're actually saying that you're better than these other people when you start to point fingers and rant and rave and do this, do that. You're actually separating yourself, and there's there's very little connection with the people that you're trying to connect with. So if you're trying to connect with people, you're trying to get people to follow you or to you know embrace your message. they for like again, as there will always be a percentage of people that will want to listen to you. There's, that's not the point I'm making here. But if you actually truly want to be a a great leader, then you, you need to understand yourself greater. Uh, you need to do the healing on yourself, and that way it will come across in your message. And then again, if you truly want people to follow you, then, you know, the one way is to, to show them the options, to show them the, the, the ways that there are possibilities, to challenge them to think differently, uh, you know, walk your own talk and, and lead by example, not go up there and just point fingers and rant and rave and preach and carry on and look like you're righteous and, you know, position yourself as, you know, better than other people, which is how I guarantee will come across. And so then, you you know, that's the next part of this is that when I see people up there ranting and raving and being righteous and, well, you do this and that, I I always say to other people, just question where that particular person is who is acting that way in a leadership role. Because for me, it's clear that they, they lack real true inner substance in themselves. And they're running what I call the approval by achievement syndrome, where then they're still not really thinking that they're you know, on good terms with themselves because why? Well, because now they're out there trying to convince the world and everybody else what they should be doing rather than stopping, turning within and and working on themselves. So it's that concept of it's a lot easier for me to stand up there and tell everybody else what you guys should be doing because I haven't really um, truly had the courage to stop and go within. And so I see, uh, you know, people that haven't done a lot of work on themselves get into those roles and it's it's a it's a it's a never-ending treadmill Of they never will ever ever feel a really inner sense of peacefulness uh, calm and all good terms of themselves because they're trying to externally trying to prove something to themselves and it comes across in the way they lead i've had many conversations with people that have said yeah look i tried that approach my team going there with the iron fist and this this and it just never worked and i go yeah because a lot of people don't want to follow that style and it just, again, sounds like you're just ranting, raving and it's not a good way to connect. And so some of these people that I see in those, these positions have put themselves there and they're, they're ranting and raving and then, and yeah, they might have some external success themselves and uh, external success is just one small component of it, you know, that's one small piece of, the, of of the puzzle of the pie. But these are also some of the people I see that lack the most courage. They like the most courage because they don't actually truly stop and go within and work on their past they've they've fallen into the trap a lot of the times of doing this approval by achievement syndrome trying to get some form of sense of inner love and, and love for themselves by achieving it. and none of that's ever going to be enough and normally at some point things get unstuck and you know things go horribly wrong for them because you can't just keep running that way. And so when I have people going, oh, aren't they great? And I go, Meh of course, so don't, don't just fall into the rant. Don't fall into that, you know, really stop and use your intuition. Look at this person go, why do they feel the need to, to be raving and, and ranting and carrying on? Now, we can't confuse having true uh, passion and excitement and energy in someone's talk for, for what I've been talking about. If I've got something that's really a passion for me, you'll you'll notice it will come through. I don't, you know, I don't need to be ranting and raving and preaching. And I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you when you can feel the difference between someone who is inspiring and opening up doors, giving you the possibility to think differently, to act differently, to behave differently. Uh, that you, you can tell it's not them finger pointing and trying to be righteous and telling you what you should do and you should get off your ass and do something. Uh, it's not that at all and that's exactly what i'm talking about and and again it's those people that i feel that haven't done the work on themselves and lack and lack real courage that come across in that fashion that way and i can recall when i first started i i started this conversation by saying that's how i was behaving and acting when i was teaching because of that and i had a gentleman that was you know in the very first workshop i ever run the first um, session that i did and uh uh, for whatever reason, he come back about two or three, three years later after me doing this copious amounts of time, of course, working on myself, not just always out there trying to preach to others. And when I say working on myself, I don't mean reading a few personal development books, doing one surface level, you know, um, personal development course, or reading books. I mean I did three, four extensive years of four to five um, day. Uh, emotional healing and releasing workshops throughout one every year. So four to five at least, five-day workshops every year for four or five years. And then after that, I started to teach. So my apprenticeship was well and truly done to paint the picture. And uh, there was a lot of emotional uh, wounding and baggage that was dumped. And it's forever going on, of course. That's the way it works. You don't just do it once and then you're finished. So that paints a bit of the picture. And then four years later, the same gentleman come back and attended the same workshop. And he came up to me and it was me and there was Paul there and he said, Wow, you're a different person that that uh just so much different up there presenting and Paul went, Yeah, he's more vulnerable And uh, you know, it was that was really hit home. It's like, Yeah, my ability to be up there in a leadership role, be vulnerable, be able to not feel forced to try to you know push people in my way or have to have to use this act or bravado to to hopefully people will buy into it to see that I'm actually good at what I'm doing It was more I was just quite comfortable in the skills that I had I was very comfortable in who I was I was quite comfortable with people see my flaws my downside to make mistakes and the more comfortable you are with yourself and the more baggage released the, the more you're open to showing people the true you and the less act that you have to put on with all this bravado up front and so when you see any type of person presenting, just take, take a moment to see, is this person a true leader? Are they truly, or are they there because they're still trying to prove something to themselves? Um, and again, everyone isn't told to have their own method, their own way, follow their own people, take something. Uh, just this point is, just, if you're going to be putting yourself in a position of leadership uh, and authority, just be very mindful about how you're coming across Uh, are you doing the consistent work on yourself so when you are a leader that you know you're up there with the the cleanest possible version that you can have at the time because I really question people who um, come across as righteous and lecturing and I always just say what what is it in themselves that they're not on good terms with yet so instead of working on healing themselves they'll they'll project all this stuff outwards to others instead you know and you know it's a classic example if you hear someone going you know what you should do is and and these people have never done that themselves but again it's it's the way that they're trying to you know deal with themselves and not and not have done the work so it's the one thing that i i really feel that it could it, it could be a concern that you've got these people that aren't really doing the work on themselves aren't really getting themselves good mentors and, and people who have been there for a long long time and know what it's really about and it's not just about getting in front of a camera or Facebook lives or whatever or crowd of audience and going look at me I know my stuff I'm great it's so much deeper than that it's probably the best personal development program on the planet presenting and being a leadership role if you allow it to be but don't expect it to really deliver that um, any on any deeper level if you don't do the healing work on yourself and again I see just way as many people that haven't done that and uh, again, they may think they have because I read a few books and that, but believe me, after doing the and anyone who's done deep emotionally healing work, you know, for four or five days, each time you're doing a workshop and, and it's all about releasing, uh, you really don't have a, a true concept of it if you haven't been down that path. So, so next is like I look at it and say, well, true leaders provide solutions and opportunities to think differently. They lead by example, and they, and they don't lecture by example. So again, it's there's no, there's no real skill. There's no real true um, leadership in just lecturing people and getting out there and making a lot of noise. Uh, you might get the notice, but you won't be respected, um, especially not by anyone who's at a higher level. Uh, and my old thing is why what I learned a long time ago is why would I spend time and any try, trying to convince those who simply don't fit with your ideas or thinking of life so instead why not just appeal to those who are open to change Should I see why why lecture people that why try to you know go off on a rant and rave for people who truly don't want to fit, fit with your thinking or they're not there at this point today. What's What a waste of energy. And I always, again, say, well, why do you feel the need to do that? What, again, are you trying to heal in yourself that this compels you to go out there and behave like that or lead that way? Because I just think it's just a waste of time and energy. I see people going, oh, you know what gives me the shits? There's people and trainers who do this. I go, who cares? Who cares? Like, focus on yourself. Focus on making the positive change that you can be in others. Lead by example, do all that. But wasting energy on people that do that because, you know, you sit there and you start talking about those people, it's just pushing them further away where if you had a different approach rather than going off and saying, what shits me is trying to do this and to do that, then ultimately they might be more open and receptive to hearing what you have to say. But the moment you start talking like that, you're just switching people off and you probably even switch people off that uh, potentially don't do that but we'll just switch off to the way that you are acting, and behaving so I'd say appeal to those people actually who want to be open-minded to the way that um, things that you have to offer you know the the reality is that you can't outrun your past you, you, you can't you but you can stop running from it and you can turn and face it and you can set yourself free so otherwise it's easy just to keep running your life seeking approval by achievement as I talked about before and it will never be enough or you'll, you won't ever change how you feel inside, so changing how you feel inside is the key to really changing your, your outside world, and that's the way in my opinion become a true leader, it is the more that you, you heal yourself, and go down that path, and I'm a big fan of that, I'm a big fan of like you know, leading by that style, vulnerable leadership, but also just by sharing my own stories, my own experiences, by asking better questions of people, by saying, here's some options, here's some platforms, you know, you can choose to keep feeling this way or you could try this way or you can say the same. That's totally, totally here. My, and the objective is never to, uh, you know, make someone wrong for where they currently are because that doesn't work, uh, but to show opportunities and praise, so criticizing people is not going to not going to change anything but providing different opportunities platforms ways to think to act behave that certainly will have a greater a greater um, impact if you're going to be a leader so i was asked about this numerous times about leadership hence why i've done the the podcast on it and I'd really encourage anybody who's, you know, planning to get themselves in a role of leadership. Well, you know, for most of us, you're in a leadership role already because you're probably running a business, you might have teams, you might have clients, and in, and in, in, a, in an essence, that you're a leadership. And I was speaking to someone just the other day, a client of ours, and they were just feeling exhausted and tired by a certain team member they had that they felt, in their words, always needed to be kick-started and pumped up and... and uh, you know, inspired and they took on their role of doing that. Now, it's a similar thing as I talked before of when you're getting out there on social media or you're lecturing or teaching and you're and you um, and you're trying to, you know, tell people what they should be doing and lecturing, right? it just becomes hard work and tiring. Why would you do it? And so in this case, I said to her, like, well, what's happened is she's gotten, this person's gotten used to you, you know, doing this and it's become a codependent, unhealthy relationship. So at so the moment you let go, uh, I've taken on that responsibility, of trying to make you know make everything right and good for her. Is the moment that she'll rather step up to the plate and change. You can provide her with some options and go. Well, he's you know um, I've been setting goals for you. Now it's you know maybe that's been the wrong thing. You set your own goals, and they have now an opportunity to step up and change, or they won't. And that's my version of leadership. Now, rather than sitting there and wasting energy and time trying to you know get this person to do. Something that they clearly haven't been doing. Well, that shows you it doesn't work. And I said, how much longer are you going to persist with this? You're getting tired. You're going to run down. You know, and this other person's just gotten liking to it. So it's a toxic relationship. And I said, the moment that you break that cycle and change the way you're you're leading, given this person their own ability to set their own goals and targets, because every time they and they don't do it, it's been your goals. You've set it. A bit like, well, I just talked about before, when you're teaching or presenting or doing you know information on Facebook lives, when you're lecturing people and being righteous and going, you should do this and that, that's your view of the world. That's your idea. I said, what you need to do is get this person to set their own goals and targets and then when they turn up to the meeting and they haven't achieved or done it, then that's on them. And then one or two things will happen. They'll rather... Uh, because you've given them the opening you've given them the opportunity to grow and develop they'll rather step up to the plate and change or they'll probably end up leave because it exposes them because now it's not you know it's not you that's been doing it and, and they don't have the opportunity to sit there and go oh those goals are unrealistic it wasn't my goals I didn't want to do that anyway so you can see the correlation of what I've been talking about and so immediately after that, after that conversation they felt a lighter going oh, I just feel the burden on my shoulders I go yeah look you've been doing the right thing you've been thinking that's the right thing to do but you can clearly see it doesn't work. That you use all this energy trying to change somebody by that type of leadership, and it just does not work. It's back to you, like the parent going rant, 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 do this to that. Ever we'll let it go and have consequences, and you know, detach from the whole emotional hype attached to it. So again, if they're not doing the work, there will there's a consequence to it, and the if the consequences is they don't start performing, pull the finger out, do all that stuff then. So it's not going to be the right spot for them. And that I said one or two things will happen. They will leave before you fire fo- them because they will know it's coming. They'll see that it'll, they'll be exposed and they're not really willing to do what it takes to fulfill that role. Or they'll get fired from you. They'll be let go because it's not fair for that person to be in that role because they're not really willing to step up. And uh, you don't want to have someone around that is toxic and doesn't fit the team culture and is not doing the work because then you're spending all your energy getting upset and shitty about it so you can see the correlation and anything like that that when we're ranting and raving and getting all fired up it's not a healthy way to lead anyway all right so i hope that's made sense i hope that's answered the questions that i've been asked a lot about you know the leadership and what i see out there uh, i truly hope those people who are who are putting themselves on leadership role stop. And reflect them where they're currently at themselves. You know, make a decision if you're going to be a true leader, person, authority that you can continuously work and to, you know, heal your own past. It'll it'll enlighten you more. It'll open up your ability to be a greater and expansive leader. Uh, and you don't just try to go out there changing people or trying to get people to do by just ranting and raving and trying to people get people to subscribe to your way of thinking, or how you think you know they should be because it's really highly ineffective. And uh, you, you, you make yourself quite a limited leader rather than an expansive leader. So, all right, that's it for me. I hope you're very well. I hope you're getting what going for what you want in life. And remember to live life on your terms. Jason balance here, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast.